How you doing there? Welcome back to Babylon Talmud. Today we're studying Daf Samachal, Daf 61 of Masechta Kiddushin. Friends, yo friends. So, alright, here's the deal. Oh, I should turn on the air conditioning. Here's the deal. Um, so, the deal is... Did it go on? I don't think it went on. Alright, so here's the deal. Um, we're going to learn two Mishnahis today. The first one isn't so hard, I don't think. Mm, yeah, it's not really that hard. The second one gets like a little technical. Um, here goes nothing. So we're going to start on, yeah, expect a noisy daf. Today, I think today is probably going to be a noisy daf. All right. Uh, okay. <clears throat> Fine. We're going to start on daf Samachim base about, I don't know, at the Mishnah, like 10, 15 lines before the bottom of the page. Okay, so if a fellow is Makadish a fellow, and he says, I'm being Makadish you under the condition that I have, you know, a certain amount of, uh, of, uh, you know, of a field. So as long as he has a base core, uh, it's a certain size of a field. So as long as he has it, so they're, they're engaged. If he says that I have a, a field in a particular place. So if he has a field in the place that he says he has one, so then they're then they're engaged. If he doesn't have a field in that place, then they're not engaged. If he's Mikadish under the condition that he's gonna show her a base core, a field that's the size of a base core. So, as long as he shows it to her, so then they are engaged. But if he just says, oh, look over there. There is a field in the valley. Ha, ha, ha. So, that, that doesn't work, right? It has to be his field. Right? She, nobody's interested in like, hey, and I'll show you a field. Is it your field? No, it's a field. Right, that, that, that doesn't work. She's, she's assuming that it's his field. All right. Says the Gemara. So the Gemara says, wait, I mean, the Mishnah had said that if he says that he's Mikadesh or under the condition that he has this field, as long as he has it, so then they're married. Implying that if he doesn't have it, so then they're not married. But even if he doesn't have a field, shouldn't we be concerned that, you know, maybe, right, even if right now he can't, you know, he doesn't have a field to show, but maybe he's got a field some other places, all right? Maybe he does have a field that we don't know about. And additionally, we learn in a Brahisa, we, we, we taka our concern. Right? We taka our concern that um, maybe he uh, uh, has a field someplace. So, um, so it's no problem um, in, um, um, when, when, when we say that if he has a field, he's married, and if he doesn't have the field, he's not married, that's talking about Kiddushay Vada. I mean, if he has the field, then he's 100% married. If he doesn't have, have, if he doesn't have a field, then we can't be certain that he's married. But in terms of Kiddushay Suffolk, yeah, we do have to be concerned that maybe he's got some field someplace, which is what the Bryce is saying when it says Chashin and Shemayeshlo. Yeah, we are concerned that maybe, and therefore it's kind of Kiddushay Suffolk, and she'll have to get a, uh, get from him. And if somebody else is Makadashur, you have to get a get from both of them. How come we had to say the same sugya both by a field as well as by money, right? That we had the same, basically the same Mishnah when it came to money, right? 
right? Or she amnashiyeshi masaimzus. So as long as he has the masaimzus, right? Right? As long as he has it, so they're engaged. So why do we need a mission to say as long as he's got the money, as long as he's got the field? Isn't it Betsin the same thing? So, where am I? So, we need both of them. Because if we only have by the money, well, the thing is, you know, if we say that, um, you know, if he has the money, then they're married. If he doesn't have the money, then they're not married. So maybe that's only by, um, no, I'm sorry. When we say that, right, right, if he has the money, then they're married. If, if they doesn't have the money, so then we have to be concerned that maybe he's got the money someplace. Okay, that's by money, which is like a more, it's a less public thing. Meaning if he, if he owned real estate, you know, people would know, oh, oh, you know, who owes that land? That's it, you know? So therefore, you know, if he doesn't have land, we can assume, I may, I may have thought that if he doesn't have land, we can assume that he literally doesn't have the land because if he did, people would know, oh yeah, you know, everybody knows who, who knows who owns what, right? So maybe I would have thought if he doesn't have land, Imam doesn't have land. No, Kamash Malon, that even by land, Besafik, uh, we have to be concerned that, um, that maybe he has some land someplace. Fine. So if he says that uh, you are betrothed to me under the condition that I have uh, property in a certain place, so as long as he has property in that certain place, they're they're married. If he doesn't have property in that place, then they're not married. Pshita is not obvious. So if he says he's got property in a place and he doesn't, so of course they're not married. Well, I may have thought that, well, maybe he could argue, so what? Meaning he says, all right, Mekadashi, under the condition that I have property in a certain place. Turns out he doesn't. He's got property in a different place. So I might think that maybe he could say, you know what? So what? I'm the one working the field. I'm the one who's going to be schlepping the produce back home. Who cares where the field is? What matters is that I'm going to take it home. I'm going to take home the produce. So I might think that it actually isn't that big of a deal. It isn't that big of a deal. So Kamash Malon, that it is a big deal. That if he says that he has a property in a certain place and he doesn't have a property in that place, so then, they are not Mikudashas. She's not Mikudashas. Hamanasha Erech base core offer. So he said that, um, if he says that I'm betrothing you under the condition that I show you a base core of offer, uh, so Tana Lot Niskabnazo El Liros Mishalod. That she's only interested to see that it's his, right? As we said, if he then points to a field in a valley and says, oh, you see, I showed you a field, haha. So that doesn't work, right? Because you, meaning she wants to know, ah, he's a, he, 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 you know, he, he, he owns real estate. Okay, cool. She's not just interested in seeing some random stranger's field. That, that that's not interesting. And, um, okay, so we said that if he shows it to her in a uh, valley, it's irrelevant. So, so isn't it obvious that if it's not his, then she's not betrothed? Well, the Kiddush is that even if he's a sharecropper on that on that on that land, so he does have some shaykhs to the land, and it is able to generate some kind of income. But still, if he doesn't own it, we're not interested. Now, gabi hekdish tanan. In the context of hekdish, if a fellow's makdish a certain field, and we have to evaluate how much is it worth, so we have a mission by hekdish hamakdish sodeu b'shasa yovel. So a fellow who's makdish a field, 
uh, during a time that, that, that there is Yovel. Nowadays, there's no Yovel. But if it's during a time that there is Yovel, <clears throat> so when there's Yovel, there's a fixed price for a field, right? As we're about to see, it's, um, uh, that for the amount of land that you could plant a Chomer of barley, 50 shekels for each, you know, for each amount of land that could fit a chomer of barley seeds. So, so that's a fixed price. Now, Now, if there were cracks in the land that were ten tefachim deep, or there were uh, rocks that were ten tefachim tall, they are not uh, considered part of the property and we do not evaluate it when uh, figuring out if this is a property that can handle Zerachomer um, Sorim. Um, However, if the crack is less than 10 Tfachim or the rocks are less than 10 Tfachim, Nibdadin Ima, so then they are included in the evaluation. We ask, Okay, granted that these cracks and these rocks are not going to be uh, evaluated as part of the land, but shouldn't they be evaluated in their own right, separately? And if you're going to say, yeah, but, you know, we're not interested in anything less than a base core. And these cracks and these stone rocks are not big enough to for us to care about their value. But we have a kasha. Sode, right? The Pasuk says, who's also Hashem. So, so, Matamalomar, how come it says the word misday? Right? Could you say, Vim Achuzoso? Vim Achuzoso Hashem. What's misday? Nefisha Nemai, because the Pasuk says, Zerachomer Sorim Bechamishim. Well, because the Pasuk says that uh, the, the amount of property that you could plant a Chomer of barley for is, is 50 shekels. So, Eli Elo, Shehikdish, Boynyanaze. So all I know is that um, hektesh at a volume of um, so only that is shaykh to be hektesh. How do I know about half a core and half of that? Half or half of that or even a quarter of a tarkav. How do we know even these smaller amounts? Um, uh, we evaluate for hektish. Tamlomer sade mikomakum. It says sade any size field. So we see that when it comes to hektish, we, we we're happy to evaluate any size, right? So therefore, so back to our question, we said that when you have a when you maktish a field and you're evaluating how much the you know how much how much you have to pay to hektish. So we see that we don't include these cracks that are ten tefachim or these rocks that are ten tefachim. But so we ask. Well, granted that we won't include it with part of the property evaluation, but shouldn't we evaluate them on their own? And we suggested, well, maybe they're, they're, if they're not of the size of a base core, we're not interested. But we just quoted a price so that we are interested even in smaller amounts. So, So, uh, explains that, well, the thing is that these uh, cracks in the ground were filled with water. Because they're filled with water, you can't actually plant in them. And as the Pasuk says, Zera Chomer Sorim. It has to be a, a place where you could plant. And because the cracks were filled with water, you can't plant in them. That is why they are not evaluated. 
Right, and you know to 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 further uh, um, prove right to back to support uh, to support this, um, we you know we we mentioned the cracks in the ground, but we also mentioned the rocks on the ground. Right, so the cracks must be similar to the rocks, just like rocks. You're not going to plant seeds on rocks, so also must be a, talking about a crack in the ground that you're not going to plant because it's filled with water, and that is why it is not being evaluated. If that's the case, but if that's the case, that it's filled with water and therefore it can't be seeded, so then why do we say that when it's less than 10 tfachim, it is included in the evaluation? It can't be seeded though. So, Hanu Nagone. The Mikru, Shidra, the Mikru. So, yeah, but the reason why they're evaluated is because these smaller cracks and these smaller rocks are, are, are viewed as part of the ground, right? We even call them, right, Nagone Da'ara. The cracks we refer to as these, like, I don't know, containers in the la- of the land, right, that like, contain water, right? Shidra, the Mikru, or these rocks are called like the spine of the land. Kilu, we think about them in the context of the land, we, we assume, we view them as being part of the land, and that is why they are evaluated with the land. But if it's ten tfachim, then already they're, they're considered their own zach, and because you can't seed them, they're, they're, they're not going to be evaluated. Gabi mecher tonight. Okay, so that was by hektish. So I have a shtickle schnuffles, which is why I'm a shtickle schnuffly, but nothing too major. Gabi mecher tonight. So we learned by uh, a sale. So Omer if Shimon says to his buddy Ruvid, Beskar offer ani mocher licho. Shimon says to Ruven, he says, I'm selling you a uh, a base core, I'm selling you a field. So and in the field there were these cracks that were ten tfachim deep. Or these rocks that were ten tfachim tall. nimdodim imo. Then they are not evaluated with the value of the field. And if it's less than 10 tfachim of the crack or the rocks, so then they are measured with the field. And says, that even if they are not filled with water, they are excluded, right? Meaning, we had said by Hektish that Davka, if the, right, so when you have cracks in the ground, that are 10 tfachim deep. So by hektish, we said that they're not evaluated. That's because they're filled with water and therefore and you can't plant in them and therefore they're irrelevant. But by a sale, we're saying um, that, that, that it's going to, I'm sorry, so one second. So going back to hektish, but if they weren't filled with water and therefore you can plant seeds in there, then they would be evaluated, evaluated with it, right? We said only because they are um, filled with water that is why, so you can't plant seeds, therefore they're not evaluated with the land as part of the hektish value. Um, but if they were not filled with water, and you can seed them, so then um, it, would be, um, it would be part of the uh, evaluation. Um, but we're saying that when uh, it comes to a sale, that if Shimon is selling his field to Ruven, and there are these uh, cracks in the ground that are ten tefachim, they're excluded even if they are not filled with water, and even if Ruven could potentially plant seeds in these cracks. So Amr Rav Pape Lefisha in Adam Rotze Shitenis Maosov Besode Achas Viira Lo Kishnaim Vikishloshimakomis. And the reason for that is because look, if Ruven is buying the field, right, and he's being told that he's buying a base core, 
And then he shows up the field and it turns out that there are cracks and there's like, you know, the, and he's got to plant seeds and cracks and it's a, who wants to buy a field like that? You want to, you know, if Ruvain, when he buys a field from Shimon, that's a base core, he wants to buy a flat field that you can just easily just plant and, and plow and just do everything on a flat surface. Not that it's like, you know, these big cracks that are, makes the field look like different field, like a few different fields and you got to plant in the cracks. It becomes a whole mess. And therefore, um, you know, even though technically you can seed in those cracks, they would be um, excluded when it comes to a sale because it's not what the buyer wants. Now, my, when it comes to kiddushin, what's the halacha, right? So if, if a fellow says that he that these right, what did what Rashi? I'm an actually base core offer, right? A fellow is mikdash a fellow under the condition that he has a base core offer, and if there are uh, these cracks that don't have any water in there and you could potentially plant seeds, would they be considered part of the, uh, would they be considered part of the measurement of the base court or not? Right, so do we say lehektish Do we say that we compare it to hektish and um, the, the cracks would be considered part of the evaluation as long as there's no water in them? Or do we treat it like a sale, in which case they would be excluded from the evaluation? It makes sense that it would be like hektish, because he'll argue, look, you know, look, he says, I want to be Mikadashu. I have this field that's a base core. Granted, yes, where there are cracks in there and it's harder to seed, but I'm the one seeding it anyways, right? I, I want to marry you. I'm saying that I have this base core, you know, sure, maybe you wouldn't want to plant in it, but you're not planting. I'm planting it and I'm willing to do the work. And therefore, um, therefore it would be good Kiddushin. In that case, okay. Now we get to a new Mishnah. Now we've seen the we've seen the concept of this new Mishnah before, but I don't think we've ever really gone into quite the amount of detail that we're going into now. And I'll tell you, ah, uh, nah, it's not so easy. Not it's very detailed, and it's not super easy. Okay, we're gonna try. We're gonna try to get to like Samach Bezim and Aleph at the mission of the next mission. We're just gonna try to. I don't want to have to pick up tomorrow in the middle of this. We're gonna get to Samach Bez, hopefully Amud Aleph, the next mission. So we got about half an hour to do on Samach Bez and Aleph. We're now on Samach Aleph and Aleph. So we got a bunch to do right now. Hopefully it'll go okay. Okay, now the Mishnah is Rameir Omer says Rameir Kotnai Sheino Kitnai Pnegar of Neiruven Eino Tnai. Okay, we've seen this before. The mayor's opinion is that a condition needs to be like the condition of the Bnei God and the Bnei Reuven. That when the Yidin went into Eretz Yisrael, when the Yidin went into Eretz Yisrael, so uh, 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 Bnei God and Bnei Reuven, Chatzish Shevet Menashe, they approached Moshe Rabbeinu, they said, look, we got a lot of like uh, stuff, sheep and things. We need grazing land. And in Eber Ayardin, there's a lot of grazing land. We want to stay in Eber Ayardin. We, we don't, we don't want our portion to be in Eretz So we want to stay in Eber Ayardin so we can have a lot of grazing land. So Moshe Rabbeinu says, look, here's the deal. If, here's the tonight, here's the condition. If you go into Eretz with us and you fight with us eh, 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 to capture Eretz then afterwards you can go back and yeah, take whatever you want. You want to stay in Eber Ayardin? Stay in Eber Ayardin. Now here's the key thing. And then the Pasuk says, and if you don't, do that. So the Pesach makes it very clear. And if you don't go and fight with everybody else, well then, um, then you, 
um, then you may not. You, you know, you'll, you'll inherit, you'll get a part of Eretz Yisrael like everybody else. You won't get Eva Yardin. Okay? So the, the Torah gives both sides of the stipulation, right? If you come and fight, this will be the outcome. And then, if you don't, this will be the outcome. So Reb Meir says, that's what's called Tanai Bnei God of Neruven. And Reb Meir says, every condition, in order to be a valid condition, it must be like the Tanai Bnei God of Neruven. That you must explicitly specify, if you do this, this is the outcome. If you don't do it, then that's the outcome. And if you don't uh, specify it like that, if you only give one side, well, then the Tanai is basically null and void. So, for example, if I say, you know, if, if, you, if, if you'll be my best friend, I'll give you pizza. So, if I say, if you'll be my best friend, I'll give you pizza. Well, let's say this. According to Rebmer, I must say, if you'll be my best friend, I'll give you pizza. And if you won't be my best friend, I won't give you pizza. But if I don't give both sides of that coin... Well, if I, if I only say, if you'll be my best friend, I'll give you pizza. So then, and I didn't say what happens if you won't be my best friend. Well, then the condition is, is, is irrelevant. And I just need to give you pizza, right? And you say, if you'll be my best friend, I'll give you pizza. So basically I said, I'll give you pizza if you'll be my best friend. But we said that that condition is irrelevant because you didn't say what will happen if you won't be my best friend. So the condition is crossed out. Basically, then all I'm left with is, here's some pizza. So according to a mayor... So long as you don't give both sides of the coin, so then you just have to, you have to do the action. There's no, there's no strings attached. So it says the Mishnah, Any condition that is not like the condition of Bnei, of, of Bnei God and Bnei Ruven, it is not a valid condition. You could just pretend like it doesn't exist. Shenema, as the Pazik says, Bayomer, Aleim, that, um, that, um, with that Moshe Rabbeinu says to the people, Im Yavu Bnegod Uvnei Ruvain, if Bnegod and Bnei Ruvain go and they um, and they uh, and they fight, Uchsev and it says, Vim Lo Yavu Chalutzim, and if they don't fight on the front lines, so then that's what will happen. Reb Chanina ben Gamliel Omer, Tzarech Adaver Lo Amru. Reb Chanina ben Gamliel argues and he says, No, you don't need to be so explicit. You don't need to be so explicit. As long as I say, if you'll be my best friend, I'll give you pizza. Obviously, the flip side is that if you won't be my best friend, I won't give you pizza. I don't need to say that. It's enough to just say, if you'll be my best friend, I'll give you pizza. And yeah, if you won't be my best friend, it's assumed you're not going to get any pizza. That's enough. But says in this particular case though, it needed to be said. We could not just rely upon the implication. It would not have been enough for Moshe Rabbeinu to simply say, if Bnei God and Bnei Ruvain will fight on the front lines, then they'll get what they want in Eber Yarden and leave it at that. Because if that's the case, because if we all, says Reb Chanina Ben Gamliel, yes, we can infer the flip side, but what we would, if, what we would have inferred would be, if they fight, they will inherit an Eber Ayyardin. If they don't fight, we would infer that they would not inherit an Eber Ayyardin. They would not inherit anywhere. They would not get anything. And therefore, we needed the Pasuk to say, no, it's not that they don't get anything, but if they don't fight, 
well then they won't inherit Neva Yardin, but the, but they will inherit with everybody else in 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 Eretz Yisrael. So says Rabbi Chanina ben Gamliel that no, we in general we can use our noggins to infer the other out the alternative the 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 other outcome the opposite outcome. In this particular case, what we would have inferred on our own is that the Bnei Gad and Bnei Ruben wouldn't get anything at all if they don't go and fight. Therefore, we needed the pause to say, no, if they don't fight, they won't get what they want, but they will still and nonetheless inherit in Eretz Yisrael. Says the Gemara, Shaper Kamalir Abchanina Ben Gamliel Rebmeir. So Abchanina said, the Gemara asks, Abchanina Ben Gamliel, Taka does ask a good kasha. He has a good response to Rebmeir. Right, Rebmeir, there's a reason why we needed to give the flip side. It's not that the, I meaning Reb Meir was arguing, no, you have to give the flip side. If you don't give the flip side, then, then, then the conditions are called off. No, you don't need to be explicit about the flip side. You can infer it. The Pasuk here needed to, needed to give the flip side because otherwise you would have drawn the wrong conclusion. So I'm like, Reb Meir would respond, look, So if it enters your mind that we can infer the flip side on our own, and there was just a particular reason why we had to mention the flip side here. Well then, Then all you needed to write, all the Torah needed to say, if it's like you're so say, if you fight, you'll get what you want in Eva Implying that if you don't fight, you won't get anything. And you're saying, What's that noise? And Reb Chanin Gamil, you're saying that, well, yeah, we need to say that, no, it's not that you won't get anything. You'll still inherit Neretz Yisrael. Well, then it would be enough to say, they will, the right that you'll inherit among you. Why do I need to say specifically in Eretz Kena'an? So it's to say that you will, that, right, that you will inherit in Eretz Kena'an and you, and you won't get anything at all in Eber Yardin. Because otherwise, without the flip side, says Rabbi Meir, that they would still, right? If they wouldn't ha- have had the, and if you don't go part, well then it wouldn't be a good tenai, and they would they would still get the part in Eber Yardin. That's why I need to say, Davkan Eretz Kanan, to make it clear that no, you have to be specific, that you're not going to get, right, you're not going to uh, inherit anything, you're not going to get any land in you will be getting land in Eretz Canaan because if it wouldn't have been explicit like that, then we would have assumed that they would get property in Eberayardin like the first side of the equation. So you need both sides according to Reb Meir. Reb Chanina ben Gamliel. Reb Chanina ben Gamliel would respond. No, I need Eretz Canaan because if it didn't explicitly say Eretz Canaan, Hava Amino, meaning if all it says Venochalu Venochalu Besochachem, Venochazu Besochachem, and it didn't say Beretz Kinan, Hava Amino, Venochalu Besochachem, Beretz Gilad. I would have thought that it means that you won't get all of Eretz Gilad, but you will divide up in, right, on Abraham Yarden, it'll be divided up among all the tribes, and you'll get a portion with them as well, but you wouldn't get anything. Aval Eretz Kanan Klalo, but you wouldn't get anything at all in Eretz Kanan. And therefore it says, Be'eretz Kanan, to say that no, if you don't fight, you will divide up with everybody else. You know, basically, both 
Canaan and Avar Yardin will be divided among everybody, all the 12 tribes, equally. Mayor says, Meh, you don't really need, um, I don't agree with that, that if it didn't say Be'eretz Kenan, so then I would think they wouldn't get anything in Eretz Kenan. No, when it says Be'sochachem, then it would imply everywhere, whether it's Eber Yardin, whether it's Eretz Kenan. Eretz Kenan is superfluous, and the point is to say that you will only in, get in Eretz Kenan, you won't get in Eber Hayardin. And if we wouldn't have been explicit like that, then we would have assumed that they would get in Eber Yardin, because um, if you don't have both sides of the equation spelled out, then you assume that they would, they, then they would get it. Tanya, we're learning about it. So, Amr Abchaninus ben Gamliel, so Abchaninus ben Gamliel, Mashal Lamad Avadomer. Now, Abchaninus ben Gamliel gives a Mashal for how he learns these things out. Adam Shoyim Mechalik Nechasov Levonov. You have a fellow who is dividing up his uh, his 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 property to his children. Amr, he says the Floni Bni Yirash saw the Floni. So Ruvain will get field number one. Ufloni Bni Yirash saw the Plonis. And uh, Shimon, my son, will get field number two. Ufloni Bni and Levi. Here's where it gets more, you know, more complicated. Well, meaning in the context of the comparison. Yitain Mosayim Zuz. Right, whereas he's simply giving field number one and field number two to Reuven and Shimon, respectively, um, Levi needs to do something, right? Just like Bnei Gad and Bnei Reuven need to fight in order to get what they want. So Levi needs to, Yitain uh, Masayim Zuz, he needs to give 200 Zuz, V'yirash Sdei Plonis. And by doing so, then he'll be able to get field number three. Implying, and now, now, the, you know, the way that Rabbi Hanina ben Gamliel learns it, which is that, okay, and you can imply, right, from the fact that it says that if he gives 200 zuz, he'll get field number three, implying that if he uh, doesn't uh, uh, give 200 zuz, he won't get anything at all. But the father then says, but if he doesn't give 200 zuz, not that he won't get anything at all, but yirash im echov bishar Nechosim. Then he will uh, simply um, 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 divide up um, with his brothers with the um, with the uh, other uh, properties. Right. So if he doesn't give the two hundred zuz, then he'll divide up. He'll still have a portion uh, with those other properties that uh, Reuven and Shimon also got. So migarim lo lirashim echov b'shay nechosim. So what? Caused him, what caused Levi to be able to uh, inherit with the with Reuven and Shimon? Kfilo Garimlo. It is only because the father had specifically said that if you don't do it, this is what is going to happen. And if he didn't say that, what happens if you don't give it to Andrews? I would have thought that he wouldn't get any portion with those with Reuven and Shimon's fields at all. And therefore, we needed uh, the father to say that. Um, that if you don't give it, then you will um, inherit together with your other brothers in the other properties, but you won't get that third that uh, third property. So, 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 meaning without the explicit, you know, what will happen if you don't pay the two hundred zuz, we would have drawn the wrong conclusion. To which the Gemara says, "Vahalo damya mashal the masnisin," but the the mashal the example is not exactly similar to our Mishnah.
Hosum Katani. It says in, 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 in our Mishnah, that when it came to right, in our Mishnah, he says that if we wouldn't, if the Torah wouldn't have specifically said what happens if they don't fight, then I would think that they wouldn't get anything at all. Not in Eretz Kenan, not in Eber Ayardin, nothing at all. So Which means that we needed the, um, the, the, and if you don't fight to make sure that we don't draw, draw conclusions to say not just that you will inherit in Eretz Canaan, but also you'll inherit with every, with the rest of the Shvatim in Eber Yardin also, right? They'll just divide everything up among the 12 Shvatim in Eretz Canaan and Eber Yardin also. But Vihacha Katani, but in our example we're saying, Migarm Lirash im Echov Bishar Nechosim. That, that what is causing the, uh, Levi to be able to inherit with Reuven and Shimon with the first two properties, Right, it's the fact that you know the, the father specified that. That the condition is only for you know the first two properties, which is basically like the Eretz Yisrael in our example, but would exclude the third property that we were talking about. So Lokasha, no, it's no problem. Amikame, Dinamale, Rebmeir, Vinochazu, Halavasar, Dinamale, Rebmeir, Vinochazu. Look, initially when when, when, when Chanina ben Gamliel had said that you wouldn't get anything at all, so that was before Reb Meir had had his um, thing about Vinochazu Besochachem. That when he said Besochachem, that right. Uh, so Reb Meir wanted to argue that that would imply everything. To which uh, Reb Chanina ben Gamliel says, "No, that would only be a reference to Eber Ayardin, right? So one, so once we had that establishment that right that they would already have that place in Abraham so then the uh, double the condition was uh, needed for um, Eretz Yisrael but not for Abraham which makes it uh, analogous to the example where the condition was only for the first two properties but was not needed um, for um, for the uh, third property uh, yeah, I'm not really sure what I, I, I don't know if I explained that right. Right, the, the, the Mishnah we were saying that, right, that, that you wouldn't, uh, without the sort of second side, you wouldn't, you would have thought that they wouldn't have gotten anything at all. Whereas in the example, without the second side, we would have thought that you wouldn't get field number one and two, but you would still be able to get field number three. And we say that, well, when we said in the Mishnah that you wouldn't get anything at all, that was before Rebmer kind of had his statement that assumes that you would have Eber Ayardin, um, and that the double side thing was needed only for Eretz Kanan. Which is like in the example where the assumption is that he would still get field number three, but we needed uh, the uh, double thing for field number one and two. All right, let's move on. Um, okay, Bishlam um, Reb So now, okay, I understand according to Reb Meir, that's what the puzzle says. Imtative says, It says by Kayin that look, you could do tshuva if you do good. So then you'll be okay. But if you don't do good, so then you'll be in trouble. So that makes sense according to Reb Meir, who says you have to give both sides. According to Reb Chanino, why do I have to say both sides? Well, I may have thought, look, if you do good, so you'll get good. So I may think, and if you don't do good, okay, so you won't get the good, but you won't be punished. So Kamash Malan, therefore saying, no, it's not just that you won't be punished, it's not just that you won't get any good, you will be Punished. I understand according to Rameir, that's why the Pasuk says, right? When Avram sends Eliezer to find a wife uh, for Yitzchok, so it says, 
uh, and if you don't find any, right, so you have to go and find a wife for Yitzhak, and if you don't find anybody, all right, then then don't worry about it, then, then you know, my swear that I made you swear that you're going to do it, then you're off the hook. And according to a mayor, that makes sense, right? You know, you need to do this thing, and if you if you can't do it, okay, so then you're off the hook. Hello. Why do I need this? You know, and you know, if 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 it doesn't work out, so it's Well, the thing is, if you look at the pasuk, what does the pasuk says? Where am I? No. Right it says if they won't give her to you, then you're off the hook. Meaning, and it, what what it's teaching is that in a situation where Rivka is interested, but her family doesn't want it, so maybe you might think that well, if she's interested, then just take her. So no, it's saying if the family is not interested, then you're off the hook. That is what it's coming to teach us. That that specific detail. Okay, and why do we need the pasuk to say and if Rivka doesn't want to come? Well, if the family is okay with it, but she Rivka doesn't want it. Nice about Korchai. I think that we'll just bring her against her will. Kamashmila, no. If Rivka doesn't want it, leave her alone. Okay, so. You know, if, if Rifka wants it but the family doesn't want it, or if the family wants it but Rifka doesn't want it, either way, leave her alone. Don't take her. So I understand according to a mayor where the Torah talks about if you walk in my ways, so then you'll have good stuff. And if you uh, don't, you know, if you don't walk in my ways, you'll have bad stuff. Why do I need both sides of the coin? It's to, we need both sides because I may have thought to say, Like if you follow my ways, then you'll be blessed. But if you don't uh, follow my ways, or if worse, if you like, you know, kind of do badly in my ways, so then, okay, so you won't get blessings, but you won't be cursed either. So, no. If you don't, you know, if you do badly, you will be cursed. Right, the Pasuk says, right, if you listen, then you can, you can eat good stuff. But if you rebel, you're going to get like eaten, consumed by a sword. So, I understand, we give both sides of the coin. If you do good, You'll get you right. You'll have good stuff. If you do bad, you'll you'll have bad stuff. Why do I need both sides of the coin? According to Rebbeinu, I need it because I may have thought to say Look, if you do good stuff, so then you'll be blessed. But you'll have good stuff. And if you don't, if you do bad stuff, so then okay, you won't get the good stuff, but it won't be bad either. So no, it will be bad. My chayav te uklu. What does it mean that you will be consumed by by a sword? Amaravas asrava milcha glalnisa coarse salt naima desari akusha and hard barley bread uvatsle uvtsale and onions. Damar that we said pas porni chareva that if you have dry it's stale dry bread bemelach with salt uvtsalem and onions kashem luguf kacharavos it's bad for the body like swords. I understand according to Rabbi Chanina ben Gamliel. 
So the Pasuk says, by Soto, if a fellow has not slept with you and uh, nothing was wrong, so you'll be clean. And it doesn't say what will happen otherwise. But according to Reb Meir, we have to also talk about what happens if you're not clean, that you're going to get in trouble. So I'm Reb Tanchum, right? So it says Reb Tanchum, look, Hinoki doesn't have a Yud in it. So that it could be Daesh in both ways, Hinoki and Chinki as well. I understand according to Amir, that's why it says Hinaki without a Yud. Why do I need why include the Yud according to Abhanin Magmila? I don't need the other side. Well it's the Sagadati Khamina may have to say, Imlo Shahavish Hinaki that if you know you didn't have an affair, so then you'll be clean. Right and but if nobody um if you didn't have an affair, okay, uh, and if you did have an affair, so then, so then, so then, okay, you won't be clean, but you also won't, won't you know, be in trouble. So, Kamaj Malon, therefore it's saying, you can skip those three words, Kamaj Malon, therefore it's saying that no, uh, um, um, if, if, if you did have an affair, you're in big trouble. So, I understand according to Rameir, it says that by a Tmemes, that yeah, it needs to be sprinkled on day three and day seven. Vashvi Yomashvi Yitar, and it'll be pure on day seven. Vimloy and then it says, and if he doesn't, according to Chanina Megamliel, why do I need both sides? It's I need it because Sagadati Chamino Mitzves Hazor Bashlishu Vashvi Veheicho de Ovad Bechad Minayu Ovad Kamash Malon. Says of Chanina Megamliel, I may have thought that look. The sprinkling is on day three and day seven, but if you would all, if you only did one of them, um, it's enough. Kamash no, you need both of them, and if you don't, so then it does not, um, since then it does not, then it does not work. And then you're not going to be pure. Now, now the Gemara says, "Visa Torah Now we have a separate right. We just quoted a pasuk that says. That that uh, needs to be sprinkled in day three and day seven. Now we have a different pasuk which seems to be saying the same exact thing. That um, that the uh, somebody who's tmeimes needs to be sprinkled in day three and day seven. Normally, why do I need a second pasuk to teach me the same thing? It's I need it because if I only had the first pasuk, I would say, look, the first sprinkling is on day three. It's exclusion of day two. You can't do it yet on day two. You have to wait till day three. And when it says in the first pasuk on day seven, that's as opposed to day six, because you know if you only did day three and then day six, that's too short. But I might think that if you did day three and then you didn't do day seven, you did it on day eight. Maybe that's okay. Therefore, it's saying no, specifically day three and day seven. That is not right. Meaning. If you didn't do it on day three and instead you did it on day four, okay, so then it would be on day eight. There needs to be a four-day separation. It can't be five, it can't be three. How come I needed to say and it will be sprinkled on day seven? I need it. I need it. I need Because I may have thought that um, that for only for Korbanus you need day three and day seven. But maybe for Chuma, just day three would be enough. No, Kamaj Malon, then no, you need day three and day seven for Chuma, uh, for Kachim as well as for Chuma. Friends, that was the Samachal of Masech Kedushin. Okay, the first possible, the first uh, Mishnah that we learned today was talking about if he says he's got a field, he has to actually have the field. Then we got to this um, concept that we've seen before about any Tanai, that, right, Tanai, the Remeir's opinion is that a 
a condition needs to be like B'nai God, B'nai Reuben, you have to give both sides of it. Rebchanin and Gamliel argued and said, no, one side is enough, you can infer the other side. And that basically got pretty technical at, at, at one point. Um, and then, yeah, that basically took us to the end of the uh, daf. That was daf Samachal. Masech the Kedushin. Hope you enjoyed. Peace out.